Welcome to the International Family Church Podcast. Our ministry philosophy can be summed up in one statement. It's not about building a great church. It's about building a great people. On August 15th, we're holding a life group orientation for the fall season. If you desire to lead a life group or would like more information, join us Wednesday, August 15th at 7 p.m. in the cafe. If you're between the ages of 18 to 35, come join us this Friday, August 10th, for our young adult service called YNG. It's a great time of worship, ministry, and an opportunity to connect with other young adults. Doors open at 7.30. We hope to see you there. School is around the corner, and we are looking for various back-to-school supplies to be donated to children in need. We are partnering with the organization Olive in July. For more information on items to purchase, visit our website at intlfamilychurch.com. Thank you for joining us. Now, here is Pastor Jonathan with today's message. Are you ready for God's Word today? Come on, let's pray. Let's believe God together. Father, thank you for the privilege of, of your Word today, the privilege of ministering your Word. Father, we declare that our hearts are open. Our minds are open. We just believe it's just a great place to be when you have an open heart and an open mind. Because when we do, Father, you begin to help us, give us strategies and wisdom and insight. You begin to help us deal with the challenging times of our life and the situations that we might not necessarily know what the next step is. But thank you for your word today. Thank you that we're about to hear something that will challenge us and help us and make us better for being here today. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness and for your love for us. Thank you that you're always thinking about our best in mind, and we give you honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Today, I want to start a new series entitled, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. We've all been there, haven't we? Just didn't know, have a clue. Didn't know what the next step was. Didn't know what, how we're going to get out of this situation. But thank God for the wisdom of God. For the last 37 years, um, I have lived way over and above my natural ability. The last 37 years pastoring this church, I have lived far beyond my education, far beyond my experience, far beyond my leadership ability. Vernon and I have lived in over our heads for so long that we forget what it was like to live otherwise. Ever live in over your head? A few people. If you have a dream in your heart, you're living in over your head. If you have a desire for a career or a desire for a great family or a desire for God to prosper you and to bless you, you're living in over your head. You see, Vern and I learned years ago that when you have a divine assignment, a God dream, by nature, it's impossible. If you can afford your dream, if you have enough experience for your dream, if you have enough wisdom for your dream, most likely it's not a God dream. Because by nature, God's dreams are impossible. So there's always going to be a major businessman, businesswoman, mom, dad, um, student. There's always going to be a measure of living in over your head because that's God's plan. It really is. That's where his highest and best is found. Now, understand something. If you are right now wondering how in the world is this dream going to come to pass, let me tell you a couple things. You're not alone. You're not crazy. And you're in great company. Amen. 
you're in great company. And so when you don't know what to do, it's imperative that we learn how God wants to bring our lives to pass. Amen. Now, living in over my head has motivated me to search for wisdom, to learn, to grow, to be a student, to make sure that I'm in a place where I can live beyond my own ability and live beyond my own experience and live beyond my own leadership skill. And in so doing, I've done several different things, including reading the book of wisdom found in the Bible. That's the book of Proverbs. What I love about the book of Proverbs, and I've been committed to reading the book of Proverbs for years, is there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. I can read one proverb a day. Reading one proverb a day means that in a month, I can read the book of Proverbs. And my goal this year is, again, to read the book of Proverbs 12 times. If you've never read the book of Proverbs, I would encourage you to do so. One chapter a day. You'll be amazed by the wisdom. You'll be amazed by what is said. And I challenge you to do so because it'll be a great blessing to you. So reading the book of Proverbs as often as I have, I have always desired to do a series on the book of Proverbs. And so today we start a series on the book of Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs. I love teaching from this book of wisdom. And here's the verse that really finally convinced me, let's just get started teaching on the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 4, 7. It says, wisdom is what? The what? Wisdom is the most important thing. So get wisdom. If it costs you everything you have, get understanding. Another translation says, wisdom is the supreme thing. Another translation says, wisdom is the principal thing. Surely, if wisdom is on the top of God's list, it should be on the top of my list. If wisdom is at the top of God's list, it should be on the top of your list. Absolutely. Do whatever you have to do to get it. Even if you have to, so to speak, write out that check that costs you all you have, do it because it will come back to you. The real key for me over the last 37 years was to make sure that I walk in this. I must walk in this. Anybody who lives in over your head for a period of time, you know you better walk in something that's bigger than you, right? And so for the last 37 years, I have relied on the wisdom of God. I have relied on making sure that I walk in his wisdom in every area of my life. The word, the Hebrew word for wisdom literally means skilled living, skilled living. Understand something about wisdom. It's not knowledge. It's not what you understand in your brain. It's your ability to apply it in such a way that it transforms your life. There's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Here's a few thoughts. Knowledge constructs the Titanic Wisdom avoids the icebergs. It's one thing to say, I know how to build a ship. But it's a whole other thing, can I steer this thing? Right? Isn't that like life? It's important that we understand, yeah, maybe you can build something, but can you have the wisdom to really make it work? Amen. Another one is knowledge builds a house. Wisdom builds a home. See, you can plan your wedding day, 
You can biologically understand how to have a family, but that doesn't mean it's going to be successful. Am I in the right room today? You here? Knowledge builds a house, but wisdom, man, wisdom makes it all work. Here's another last point. Knowledge understands God. Wisdom walks with God. Amen. Here at IFC, I just don't want to give you knowledge about God. I want to give you the ability to walk with God, to know him. Amen. That's the key. That's what we work so hard at here at IFC, to be a life-giving church so you can have wisdom to know how to walk with God, have a relationship with God, have something with God that's alive, something with God that makes all the difference in the world. Amen. And, and, and walking in his promises so that you can live a transformed life and stand the test of time no matter what comes against you. Amen. Wisdom comes from God. God is wise. And he knows it all, and the good news, he wants to give it to you. Amen. Amen. To understand his ways and to be able to think his thoughts is really his plan. Now, here's our big takeaway for today. Here's what the one point I want you to go home with. When you understand what it means to walk in the wisdom of God, you can live courageously and fearlessly every day of your life. Every day of your life. What would it be like for you to live your life courageously every day? To live your life fearlessly every day. To not live your life just wondering. Not live your life, you know, in constant concern uh, about today or tomorrow. And the wisdom of God enables you to walk in such courage and such fearlessness. Amen. And that's the plan. And that's what I want to help you with today. So let me take a portion of today's message and, and, and help you understand the book of Proverbs. As I told you, there's 31 chapters written by Solomon under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And one way to really help you understand the book of Proverbs is the book of Proverbs talks about four specific people that the book of Proverbs is addressed to. When you understand those four people in the book of Proverbs, you understand a lot about the book, a lot about who you are, and how God wants to apply this wisdom in everyday life. So let's identify these four different types of people that the book of Proverbs is written to. You ready? First person is the simple. The simple. The simple person is not wise only because no one's told them yet. They don't know. They are naive and they're clueless because they just haven't lived long enough yet. Proverbs 7, 7 says, I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. Ever met a young person who has no sense? Maybe he or she was living in your house. Maybe once upon a time you were that young person, right? That simple person who didn't know any better because they hadn't lived long enough. It's usually a young person simply because they, they don't know right? They haven't experienced life like some of us have, right? They don't really know what's good for them. And there is some of this in all of us, this simple. All of us deal with these things from time to time. And when you don't know what's best for you, there's always people in your life saying, no, don't do that. Don't go there. Now, I want to give you wisdom today, a piece of wisdom that has come from an unusual source, Unusual for me. Now, don't judge me where I got this wisdom from. 
Say, I won't judge pastor. Okay? So, from the great philosopher, Taylor Swift. Now, I won't confirm or deny that I watched this video that I'm about to quote from. But it's the perfect understanding about the simple. And she wrote these words in her song, 15. I'm sure all of you can sing it right now. Right? When you're 15, somebody tells you that they love you, you're going to believe them. That's the simple. You might not like her music, but you can't beat the point. Right? How many of us were 15 years old and somebody told us that they loved us and we thought, oh, our life will never be the same, right? We found our soulmate at 15 years old, right? No, you haven't. You're simple. You just don't know any better yet. There's some simple that are 15. There's some simple that are 55, right? And, and for whatever reason, they haven't experienced or want to experience or open up their heart to the wisdom of God yet. We've gone through seasons in our life when we just don't know enough to make wise choices. Amen. So listen to me, please. We all need people in our lives that have our back. We all need people who have been there, done that. We have all need people that have learned the hard way so that they can help us so we don't have to learn the hard way. Am I in the right room? Right. We need people that got our back, watching for our souls. So listen, young person. Listen, young adult. Listen, person who is living in, with a simple mind. We need people in our lives. You need godly parents. You need pastors. You need friends that understand the truth of God's word, right? That makes us better. Trust them. These are people that have most likely learned the hard way. When you're going through a difficult season, listen, you're the last person you should ask for advice. Now, here's the cure for the simple. The cure for the simple is time. Time. You need to live long enough. You've not lived long enough. You need to live a little bit longer and have people who've lived longer speak into your life. The second person that the book of Proverbs is, is written to is the fool. The fool. Now, the fool is different from the simple. See, the fool knows better and does it anyways. The fool reads the ingredients on the labels and eats it anyways. The fool knows that activity is probably going to mess up his life, and he gambles anyways. And says, I'm going to take my chances. We've all been the fool. Or we know people who are acting like fools. Some of you are in different stages of foolishness. And right now it's painful to be the fool. And it's painful to watch somebody that you care about be a fool. Am I in the right room? Amen. See, if there's anything that concerned my wife and I with our children as parents and our kids growing up, whatever, the, the thing that concerned us the most was not wanting our children to be around fools. Right? Am I in the right room, parents? Yeah, you don't want your kids to be around fools, right? I've said to my son more than once, son, I need to help you choose your friends because that friend is a bona fide fool. And sometimes they don't realize it. They don't understand it. 
and the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Wow. That was my story growing up. Every time I did something for the very first time and got myself in trouble, it was because of my foolish friends, right? Encouraging me to do something that wasn't good for me. Don't look at me so spiritual. Anybody have friends like that? Absolutely. Hope you don't now. Hope you're not foolish. Amen. Now, here's the unfortunate cure for the fool. The cure is consequences. Wow. As you know, some consequences are worse than others. Some consequences are downright tragic. We have two teachers in life, wisdom and consequences. Right? Wisdom and consequences. Wisdom you learn in the front end of life. Consequences you learn on the back end. And how many know it's better to learn on the front end than to learn on the back end? Right? Because the back end really hurts. Consequences. I learned so many of my lessons through consequences. It took years for me to learn, to, to learn my lessons through wisdom. Consequences you learn through the bumps, the bruises, right? The hard times, the unfortunate times. And what's unfortunate is there's a lot of people that are still trying to learn their lessons through consequences when there's a better way. The better way is wisdom. Am I in the right room? Amen. In fact, some of you are heading in the wrong direction, and you need to hear this warning. The bridge is out, and you're going 100 miles an hour thinking everything is wonderful, but the bridge is out. Amen. We have to learn something besides consequences. Listen, God doesn't create consequences. Our choices do. He doesn't create consequences, but he uses them to get our attention to draw us back to him. God's a master restorer. He'll take our worst moments, thank God, and turn them around for our good if you'll let him. Praise God. In fact, he'll turn your pain into wisdom. That's how you know you are free from your past when you are now walking in wisdom that helps somebody else. Amen. Amen. So your pain that you're experiencing right now, God's desire is to turn that into wisdom so you can help somebody else. Amen. Amen. Now here's the third person that we will read about in the book of Proverbs. The mocker. The mocker. Some translations use the word scoffer, depending upon the translation you read. The mocker is a fool on steroids. He or she takes it to a whole nother level. Not only do they know what's right and still don't do it, they criticize others for wanting to do what's right. Yes, they are. The mocker tries to control people through criticism. Maybe you've not met a mocker personally, but you've met them online. They're all over social media. I call them trolls. <laughs> trolls, yeah. Trolls, they love putting other people down because they stand for something good. They love stirring up other trolls so they can gang up on the one who's doing something good. They love doing this. It's a sport to the mocker. And here's a warning. Some of you have got caught up in being the mocker online and Proverbs tells us not to. Amen. Proverbs 9, 7 and 8 says, Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. That's all a mocker does. Whoever rebukes the wicked incures abuse. 
do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. They don't change. They just hate. They love to hate. You're so quiet today. Yeah, listening intently. I hope so. No one can really help a mocker. They can't because they're not heart, their heart's not open. Here's the cure for the mocker. God. I'm not their cure. Most likely you're not their cure. They don't care about you. They don't care about what's in your heart. They don't care how sincere you are. They don't care what you quote. They don't care. All they need is an encounter with God. That's the only way to change a mocker. The fourth person in the book of Proverbs that we find about in the one we want to be is what? The wise. Amen. That's who we want to be is the wise. The wise is not the person who's smarter. The wise is not the person with the most education. The wise is not the person who understands the Bible better. The wise is not even the one who's been around the longest. Amen. The wise person has a unique ability that I want to pass on to you. Hopefully, you will embrace and realize the importance of this unique ability. It's found in Proverbs 9.9. It says, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Amen. The quality is when you correct a wise person, they say thank you. I needed that. Yeah, that was a zinger right between my eyes, but I needed it. I didn't realize I needed it. Stepped on my toes, hurt my feelings, but thank you. That's the wise person. That's the person that says, you know what? I don't know it all. I'm not going to be just an independent thinker doing my thing when I want to do it. I want to learn. I want to be better than I am today. And the wise person thanks you. The wise person is pliable. The wise person is open. The wise person is teachable. He's not a defensive know-it-all. Don't be so independent you can't learn from others. That's not healthy. Amen. We all need God and others who love God and his word speaking into our lives. Of the four people listed in the book of Proverbs, the simple, the fool, the mocker, and the wise, which one are you? I pray it's the wise. Some of you are saying that by faith, the wise. Well, good for you. Declare it by faith. Amen. And then get a hold of yourself to realize if you're a simple, if you're foolish, if you're a mocker, amen, there's hope for you. Amen. There's hope for all of us. Amen. God wants you to be wise, and he wants you to walk in the wisdom of God. Your life will never be the same. My goal here in teaching on the book of Proverbs is to give you sound wisdom and counsel, not my own, but God's. And, and really, there's only one place to start. In the, in the vastness of the amount of wisdom found in the book of Proverbs, there's only one place to start, and it's very, very clear. In Proverbs 9, 10, it says... The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the start of wisdom. You want to just begin. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord opens the door for wisdom. The fear of the Lord, when you understand the fear of the Lord, when you understand what it means and, 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 and all that it entails, it changes your life. That's where you start to walk in wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One is where your life will begin to change. Amen. 
when you finally come to a place in your life and finally believe, God, you're amazing. Amen. There's no one like you. Even when I'm tempted to think, where are you? Even when I'm tempted to think, what, what are you doing? Or, do you hear me? Or, do you care at all? Even when I'm tempted to think that way, I understand that you are for me. You're not against me. Amen. I don't get you sometimes, but I know you love me. I don't understand why you're waiting so long, but I believe your timing is perfect. Ever been there? I don't know why it's taken so long, and you said soon, and it was five years ago. I mean, your soon and my soon are very different right? My life would be a disaster without you. Because of that, I worship you. I give you my all. Amen. Those kind of people open the door to the wisdom of God. Amen. It all begins there because you've submitted yourself to someone bigger, smarter, wiser than you. Amen. And it changes your life forever. Now, so many people have the wrong view of what the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord doesn't mean you're afraid of God. It's not anything to do with afraid. Now, I understand why some people are afraid of God. I was growing up because most of the preachers I heard always preached angry. Right? Ever grow up in that kind of environment? Man, they were angry. They seemed like they were always mad. They seemed like they, they said, I, you know, I know what you did the other night. You better get up here before you burn and you better repent. You know, that, that burn and fry gospel, right? That's not the God we serve. So because of that, I had this, I was afraid of God. And I, I saw God as this old geezer up in heaven with this baseball bat that if I got out of line and I walked around the corner, you just never knew he was there, right? To do a J.D. Martinez against me and make me a grease spot. Ever felt that way? Well, I did. And because of that, I had a wrong view of God. You can't have a relationship with God with a wrong view of him. If you have a harsh relationship, a harsh thought about God, your relationship with him will be harsh. If you have a loving attitude about God and a relationship with God, you'll have a loving relationship with him. There's no doubt about it. Amen. Um, and so God is a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion. He's slow to anger. Amen. Who is like our God? Amen. The one who forgives us from our sins, past, present, and future. The one who loves us. The one who has a plan for our lives. Amen. Nobody is like my God. No one treats me like you do. That's why, God, I love you the most. That's why you're amazing. Amen. See, that's the attitude. That's the God we serve. That's the God we talk about here at International Family Church. That's the God of the Bible. And to believe that God is anything else but that kind of loving, compassionate, slow to anger God, you're, you've got the wrong view of God. There are many people not in church today because they have a wrong view of God. Amen. Make no mistake about it. Our accurate picture of God starts with your understanding of the fear of the Lord. Amen. 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 Now, I want to quickly give you, in closing, three declarations that will help you understand the fear of the Lord. You ready? Number one, God, you are awesome. Amen. Say it with me. God, you are awesome. God, you are too wonderful to explain. There's nothing that I, there's nothing about you that 
is anything but loving and good. God, you are awesome. Amen. Even though I might not understand certain aspects about what's going on in my life, God, you are awesome. He divinely orchestrates our life. He knows how to turn the bad of our lives around for our good. Amen. Psalm 33, 8 says, let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. I don't know about you, but I stand in awe of God. That fear is a respect. That fear is a reverence. That fear is, man, you are amazing. There is none like you. When I look around International Family Church and see all that God is doing, I am in awe of his miracle working power. Amen. Our staff and our team, we talk together and we realize, man, we are in awe of the miracles that God is doing through ordinary people. He wants to do that in your life. He wants you to stand in awe of him. Why? Because he's a miracle worker. He knows how to orchestrate every detail about your life. God, you are awesome. Amen. Isaiah 40, 28 says, don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. Who is compared to him, right? This heart posture gets God's attention. It's this heart posture that opens the door to the wisdom of God. You you want the wisdom of God? Then understand and declare. Say it with me. God, you are awesome. Here's the second declaration I want to give you today. Say it with me. God, you are holy. Say it. God, you are holy. See, why I wholeheartedly embrace the contemporary nature of, of this church. I love the lights. I love the music, the creativity, the dress. I, I enjoy making God attractive and helping people to understand this living God through a contemporary expression. Absolutely. But make no mistake about it. I don't see God himself from a contemporary perspective. I don't go around saying, hey, big man upstairs. Dude. Hey, God, what's up? I don't think so. You know why? He's holy. He's holy. While we deliver the gospel in a contemporary fashion, we honor and revere God because he is holy. Don't ever confuse the two. Don't ever get so familiar with God that you don't understand how holy he is. He is a holy God, worthy of our reverence, worthy of our worship, worthy of our honor. Amen. He walks in the room and we say, yes, sir. God, my king. He says, jump. I say, how high? He's God. God, you are awesome. God, you are holy. Amen. Holy, Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. So worship God acceptably with what? Reverence and awe. For God is a consuming fire. Wow. 
For the last several weeks, I've been singing this song. Man, it grips my heart. I got it on replay over and over again. It's in my favorites in my Spotify account. It's a great song. It's a song that I just, I just can't get it out of my heart. It's entitled, Build My Life. It's a group passion. It's an awesome song. It's a song that really helps me zero in on who God is. Changes my focus. When my mind is swirling by all the seemingly impossibilities and the constant care of the sheep and building a vision and growing and doing all that God wants us to do, this song has come alongside and has gripped my heart. So much so, I want Seth to sing a little portion of it. Listen very carefully. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside Open up my eyes in a wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside these words holy there is no one like you there is none beside you I love these next this next phrase open up my eyes in wonder when's the last time you saw the wonder of God oftentimes we're so caught up in the cares of this world the drama of our family the craziness of society and we our eyes are moved by so many things but I've asked the Lord to open up my eyes to understand his wonder I pray that for you that you'll see his wonder that you'll be moved by his love and compassion the wonder of God. Oh God, restore our wonder. Restore the awe, the reverence, the might of our God. God, you are awesome. God, you are holy. The third declaration is God, you are always right. Say that with me. Listen very carefully. If you have a thought that's different than God's, God's right. If you have an emotion that's different than God's, God's always right. Don't let the opinions of others, the opinions of your friends, the opinions of society and culture cause you to doubt the wonder of God, cause you to doubt the veracity of His Word.
the power of who he is. God, you are awesome. God, you are holy. God, you are always right. Proverbs 12, 23 tells us the blessing that comes when you understand the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Wow. Proverbs tells us to choose life, doesn't it? Don't choose death. Choose blessing, not cursing. The fear of the Lord leads us to life. I need more of the God kind of life. How about you? Leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. It's the fear of the Lord that is that fence around your house, that fence around your mind, that fence around your heart, that fence around what's important to you. The fear of the Lord, that awesome wonder of God just brings a sense of, sense of strength and stability, a firm foundation in your life. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Father. With every eye closed. Life is challenging. Life is very hard. Situations come that we don't expect sometimes. We go through things that we never dreamed that that would ever happen to us. It makes us feel very insecure. It makes us feel like we're on shaky ground. We feel very overwhelmed by life. Oftentimes we just don't have a clue of what to do next. But there is a way to build a firm foundation. There is a way to build a life that will never be shaken. That's God's will. That's God's plan for you. He doesn't want you to be shaken. He doesn't want you to be tossed to and fro. He doesn't want you all over the map. He wants you solid, stable, and secure and blessed that's the kind of God we serve today that's what the wisdom of God will do for you that's what understanding the fear of the Lord opens that door of stability and strength when you have no clue God always does God always will be there for you if you'll just reverence him you just see him as holy see him as always being right with every head bowed every believer praying with me thank you for being patient today thank you for so allowing me to take some extra time today but you'll hear and you'll say pastor I need this Jesus I need this kind of stability I need life I need peace I need to know what to do. I don't want to be clueless. I don't want to be the fool. I don't want to be simple. I don't want to be the mocker. I want to be the wise. It all starts by making sure Jesus lives inside of your heart today. He's the only one that can forgive you from your sin. He's the one who lived for you, died for you, but he didn't stay dead. He's alive and well. And he wants to come and live inside of your heart today. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and you say, Pastor, today's my day. Today's my day. I'm going to submit to God. Today's my day. I'm going to stop doing it my way. Today's my day that I surrender to someone bigger, better, and smarter than me. Because I can't do this. I'm messing up my life. 
I'm good for a while. I'm bad for a while. Good for a while. Bad for a while. Sometimes bad more than good. But Jesus can change all that today. You'll say, Pastor, I need this, Jesus. I'm ready. Here's my heart. Pray for me, please. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I do want you to acknowledge your need for Jesus by simply saying, here's my hand. Raise that hand nice and high. If you say, Pastor, I need Jesus today. Yes, thank you. 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 Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yes, sir. Ushers, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Who else today? Uh, uh, this is me. I got it. Thank you. Awesome. I'm done. Doing it my way. I need Jesus today. Anybody else will say, that's me, Pastor. I want to pray for you. You're joining us online. You're part of the service today. Open up your heart to him. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. Anybody else? I'm ready, Pastor. You're not joining the church. I'm not asking you to join a church. It's not about joining a church. It's about starting a life-giving relationship with Jesus who will bring freedom and liberty into your life today. Anybody else? Okay, let's pray. All of us together, join us online. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. I'm tired of doing it my way. I want your way. I need you. Come into my heart today. I ask you to forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past. And I will live for you all the days of my life. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. I receive by faith forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him praise today. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. We all can grow deeper in our relationship with God. Our monthly growth track called Next Steps will help you grow and reach your full potential. Next Steps is held after each service. Come join us next Sunday to discover how to take the next step. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast with friends and family. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.